0: Welcome to the podcast arm of the redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching.
1: Till the ground, and this was happening in Genesis chapter 2. So the question is, what happened to the man that God created in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26? We saw there, and we all agree that indeed man was actually created. And then the next verse, the Bible tells us that there was no man to till the ground. So that tells us something. If you look at verse 7, I think it it now begins to explain what happened. Let's go to verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. So I'm asking the same question. Why is God forming man now in Genesis chapter 2? When the Bible tells us very well, he created him in Genesis chapter 1. And then we saw in Genesis chapter 2, verse 5, that there was no man. And to prove that there was no man, the Bible comes in verse 7 and says, The Lord God now formed man from the dust of the ground. What is he forming? What about the man in Genesis chapter 1? Why is God coming again to form man in this Genesis chapter 2? The Bible says, and the Lord God formed man from the, from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So let me explain what's going on here. God created man three times. The first time you saw God creating man in Genesis chapter 1, what God created was a spirit man. He didn't have body. He didn't have anything else. He was just a spirit. And that man was a spirit. And he functioned like a spirit for a long time. We were not told how long the man functioned as a spirit. But we do know that the man functioned as a spirit. He did not have a body. So the first time God created man, he created man as a spirit being. He didn't have body. He didn't have flesh and all of that. He didn't even have a soul now the second time god came to create man which we just read in genesis chapter 2 god now created gave man a body because that man that god created was a spirit so the man couldn't contact the physical realm the man could only relate with god could only relate with spiritual things could talk with god communicate with god he was a spirit and he could relate with god as a spirit so man and god were in the same class and they were talking they were relating they were doing all of that Now the problem with that man that God created is that because he is a spirit he can't handle this table he can't till the ground he can't cut grass he can't touch the wall he cannot relate with the physical realm and so what God did was he now had to take dust and give man a casing so that man could relate with the physical realm so that man could till the ground so that man could touch the earth and do all of those things so that the second time God created man the third time still in this verse seven the Bible says that after giving man a spirit and a body he did the third thing the Bible says he breathed into man and man became a living soul so at this point now the third element came into place which is what the soul and if you do a little bit of study of the soul you understand that it is in your soul you have your thinking faculty that part of you that thinks is a soul that part of you that are reasons is your soul. The part of you where you have your decision making process is your soul. The part of you that has emotions is also your soul. So these are the things that God created. So you see, God created the spirit, He created the soul, He created the body. Is that very clear in all of this? Now, when God created man, man was functioning fully as a spirit. Of course, he had the soul and he had a body. And then he functioned this way until Satan came and tempted Eve and Adam and they fell. Now, when they sinned against God, something happened to man. And when I mean man, I mean that something happened to his spirit, something happened to his soul, something happened to his body. They did not remain the same. No Part of man remained the same after the sin. First of all, man's spirit was dead, disconnected from having unlimited access to God. It was dead. Man's soul was lost. Man's body was also affected. And so that man needed salvation in the three realms. So I'm going to explain to you these three realms of salvation and what happened, I think because of time, we're going to be able to deal maybe with the body and the spirit. I cannot take the soul now. But a lot of people, their spirits are saved. Their bodies is still at work, but then they have a challenge with the soul. But let's even deal with the spirit. So like I said, something happened to man negatively, his spirit. Something happened negatively to man's body. Something, had neg- something happened negatively to his soul. But let's start with the physical one, which is the body. It's easier for you to understand. So let's start from there. So let's look at it. What was the condition of Adam before sin? And they were going to look at the condition of Adam after sin. And then we'll deal with the spirit man. So what was the condition of Adam before Adam fell? The first thing is that Adam had unlimited mental capacity. His intelligence was unlimited. How do I know? Well, the Bible says that God told Adam to name all the animals. And so I did a reset. How many animals are in existence today. And I found out there are 7.8 million different animals. One man sat down and began to name all those animals one by one. Now, remember, this 7.8 million animals is what's in operation today as of 2020. Remember, some animals are even extinct. So, now if you want to add the ones that are in existence today, plus the ones that were in existence before that are now extinct, even now they are saying there are some animals we shouldn't kill because they are going extinct and all of that. So, you can imagine the amount. So, let's say conservative average would be about 8.5 to 9 million is what one man sat down and began to name. And he didn't name one animal twice, he didn't say lion and then lion again. No. Each animal had his own particular name. And the Bible made it very clear. He said whatever Adam called the animal, that is the name that it was. So he had unlimited mental capacity. Also, it had unlimited physical capacity. There are so many things that the body of Adam could do. Example, Adam could walk on water. How do I know? It's in the scripture. Because the Bible tells us in the Garden of Eden, there were four rivers crisscrossing the whole of, of Eden. For Adam to be able to get from one point to the next, there is no way he will do that without having to cross at least one of the rivers. So how exactly was Adam able to cross, cross the river, crisscross the whole of, um, of Eden without having the ability to walk on water? adam i believe could breathe underwater how do i know he could breathe underwater because he named the animals even the fish so how exactly so there are only two ways adam could have named the animals under the water it is either he had the ability to speak to animals to come to the surface so that he could name them or he had the ability to go underwater and count the animals and breathe underwater is that clear it's pretty obvious from the scripture so you see, Adam had all kinds of abilities. His physical body could do all sorts, unlimited mental capacity. Now, even after the fall, if you look at certain men, they still exhibit residues of what was going on with Adam. That's why you see some men who have photo, uh, what's that word now? photographic memory. It didn't just start with them. That's how Adam was operating. He had that kind of brain. He looks at something, he will never forget it. So, when you see men who have photographic memory and all sorts of things, it's just a residue of what was happening in their great-great-great-grandfathers. Another thing with Adam, his ability is that Adam could live forever, right? But he was, how do I put this down? Adam could die, but he, did it. he was not doomed to die. Does that make any sense? He could die. But he was not doomed to die. Meaning that he could have lived for a million thousand trillion years without dying. Even though he had the capacity to die. Does that make sense? Because somebody can be able to live for three billion years, but that person will not die. How do I know? Well, it's very clear. From the scripture in Genesis chapter 2, in Genesis chapter 3, when God was about to drive them from the Garden of Eden, he said... Let this man stretch what his hand, I believe that would be in verse 24 or so. He said, let this man not stretch out his hand and eat of the tree and therefore be, be able to live forever. So what God was saying is that Adam could live for a long time, but he was eight, he could die. So, but what happened is that when sin came, all those abilities that Adam had reduced. Right now, Adam was now doomed to die. Before, he was not doomed to die. As in God planned for him to live forever. Though he could die, but you are not going to die. It was only when sin came, Adam was doomed to die. That's why God told him. He said, the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Meaning what? As long as you don't eat of this fruit, though you have the capacity to live forever, though you have the capacity to die, you are going to keep living The only thing that will make you stop living is if you partake of this fruit. So these are all the abilities that were available to Adam's body. He could think beyond what any man could see. That's what was going on with his body. Let's take a look at Adam's lifespan. Okay, let's look at Genesis chapter 5. I think it's good for us to look at the Bible. The lifespan of Adam. Genesis chapter 5 verse 5. Do you know that sickness could not stay on Adam's body? Adam did not have the capacity to be sick. Sickness can't stay there. No matter what you expose him to, he can never be sick. So let's deal with his lifespan. How many things have we discussed about Adam before the fall? We said his mental capacity. We've talked about the kind of things his body could do. We've talked about there was no sickness, all of that. So let's deal with lifespan. Now, Bible said all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and then he died. Verse 6 and 7. Let's look at his children. The Bible says, and Seth lived 105 years and he begat Enos, meaning that he gave birth to Enos, verse 7 and 8. The Bible tells us in the next verse, he says, after the birth of Enos, Seth lived for 807 years and he had other sons and daughters. So, meaning if you add 807 to 105, how many years is that? How many years? 912, that's how long Enos lived. So what happened is that the lifespan of Adam, remember I told you that before sin, Adam could live for a thousand billion years and he wasn't going to die. Even though he could die, but he wasn't going to die. The moment Adam sinned, his lifespan shortened immediately and he could not live for 930 years. So men were living 800 and something years, 900 and something years because of the fall, because of sin. Now by the time it got to the time of Moses, do you know how long man could now live? Seventy years. That's why you see in your Bible in, uh, in Psalm ninety, the Bible says that you know God has given us three score and ten, now seventy years, and then if by reason of strength you live for eighty. But guess what? Adam lived ninety years, at uh, nine hundred and something years. So as the days began to progress, man became more and more frail, and so even at the time of, of Moses, people were living to seventy. Now, what is the life expectancy? What's life expectancy? 40, 50. If you live till 70, they'll do a party and say you've tried, is it not? But no, so what happened was that man became frail, man became subject to sin, man became subject to sickness. All kinds of things happened to man, and so that part was damaged. When you get saved. There's something God needs to do to your body, and they're in twofold. One of them is going to do when you get to heaven. He can't do it now, but one of the things God needs to do in terms of saving your body—you see sickness, you see disease, you see the anomalies in your body—God wants to save your body. He wants to return your body as close to possible as what Adam had. Correct? So that's that one. Now, unless I want to stay more on what happened to the spirit. The reason I want to look at what happened to the spirit, let's look at uh, Proverbs 18, 14. I need to explain to you why I want to stay more on the spirit and maybe the so, but I think it's more of the spirit. Proverbs 18, 14. And I'm going to talk to you about the land you live in. Proverbs 18, 14. The spirit of man will do what? Sustain his infirmity. But what? A wounded spirit who can bear. Now, what's the Bible saying there? If your spirit man hmm, is not strong, you will be open to infirmity. You'll be open to affliction. Now, let me address particularly the land that you live in. Even if you don't pray, if I make this statement, you correct me if I'm wrong. In every territory, Their territorial spin is over a territory. I'm sure you know that. If you take a look at the land where you live, there's something that is very prevalent here. It's called affliction. It's called sickness. It's called disease. Am I right or wrong? You see a lot of people having all kinds of strange internal sicknesses from fibroids, to all sorts of funny, funny diseases. There are lots of affliction going on, and it is prevalent. Ask three people. Out of three, you find that out of every three, one person has one disease or the other. Look at what's going on in families. You find out that one person in that family has one condition or the other. If you don't know, ask and look around. Now, so if you must understand How to make sure that whatever affliction is going on does not concern you. That's why the Bible says one of the ways to keep yourself away from affliction is by understanding about the spirit man. So remember I told you that God made a spirit man first of all. Now when man fell, there are different things that happened. First of all, the man was cut off. From God. So let me look at the eight conditions of every man's spirit. Number one, a man's spirit can be dead. That is what's happening to unbelievers. They are totally disconnected completely from God. That's the first condition. The second condition of the inner man, that's the spirit man, is that it can be made alive unto God. Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. We'll look at it and then I'll stay on the ones that are vital. Colossians chapter two verse thirteen. We look at from the NLT version. Let's look at NLT. I think he, people will be able to understand it better. Colossians chapter two verse thirteen. NLT version says, "You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for He forgave your sins. So in this verse of scripture, we are seeing two conditions. What are they? Number one is what." Yes, it's a man's spirit can be dead. The second one is what? It can be made alive. Guess the third one. The condition of a man's spirit can be weak. There are men who though their spirits are alive, they are weak. Number three. Number four. A man's spirit can be strong. A man's spirit can be strengthened. Now, this thing is so serious that there's a prayer that Apostle, pray, Apostle Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18. Let's look at it, and I'm going to ask you, why do you think he thought it was important to pray this prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16? Let's look at that scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Why did Paul pray this prayer? He said, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. If you read some other transition, he talked about being strengthened in your inner man. Question, why did Paul pray the prayer that your inner man becomes strengthened? Number one is that it means that some people's inner man men are weak. Then he said... I pray that you be strengthened on the inside. Why did he think it was necessary to pray this prayer? And if this prayer is answered, what would the man look like? A man that has a strengthened inner man, what would he look like? The best way I can explain it to you, the the best secular way I can explain it to you, that man will function like a dog in the positive. Let me explain. Do you know that if a dog is here, right, he can sense evil before he can see the evil. Are you aware? They don't need to see evil. The moment an evil person is around, they will get up, their ears will sharpen. They don't depend on their sight. They know. In fact, if you look at what some movies they'll tell that a dog can even see ghosts and all of that. A dog functions at another realm. Another way a man with a strengthened spirit functions is that he functions like a fly. Have you wondered why it's hard to kill flies? They don't depend on their sight. They don't function. They have eyes, but they don't depend on their sight. They depend on other senses. Before your hand comes close, the fly has taken off. A dog, do you know, remember the tsunami, or any time there's danger, watch the birds. Before they know what the real danger is, watch. The birds, they start flying away from that place. The dogs start running away from that place. The rabbits start running away from that place. Meaning what? Animals are more sensitive than many people. The other tsunami that happened is recorded and is everywhere. Whenever an earthquake is about to happen, the animals will start running away. They can sense something is wrong. Something is wrong with that land. Meanwhile, some pastors died. Many Christians died. They stayed in that place. They didn't know danger was coming until the danger was right there. How come dogs knew ahead of time? How come the birds knew ahead of time? How come the animals knew ahead of time? Something the animals knew, men who carry God could not tell. They are not able to sense danger. You have to see danger physically before you see it. But when your inner man is strengthened, you are not now depending on sight. You are not depending on your hands. You are not depending on what you can talk. You just sense when things are not going well. Let me give you an example. Many times this has happened to me. Maybe it has happened to you before. I've seen it so many times in the scripture. Let's give you an example. I'm sitting down here right now. And all of a sudden, it just something just occurs to me. Or a name just comes on my spirit. Next thing the person will call me. Has it happened to you before? Your inner man is speaking up signals. Many times I'll be somewhere sitting here with you, all of a sudden I'm taken to a location and a meeting is going on us, is a family or whatever it is. I remember one time, it was one of my mentees, I went to a meeting, a board meeting, just in, I was sitting normally, all of a sudden I find myself in a board meeting, I'm saying, what am I doing here? Who are these people? And then they started discussing, they started talking, they called the name of that my mentee, So because I knew her, I now began to pay attention to what they were saying. And the conclusion of the meeting is that they were going to take away the contract she has done for many years. They're going to take it away from her hand and give it to another person. So I came back to normal and I called her and I said, look at, look at, look at, look at what's going to happen to you. She was like, ah, no, how is that possible? I've done this business with these people for years. I said, okay, let's watch. Then later she called the company. They said we don't know what happened, but somehow that contract we normally give you every year has been given to the other person. Those things are not the abilities of a natural man. It's the ability of a strengthened spirit. You are able to know things beyond what your eyes can see. So what's happening if your spirit man is weak? What happens to you is that you are going to function like a natural man. Do you know that a voodoo priest knows some things that should be obvious to a believer? You're meant to function like a fly. You're meant to know. The Bible tells us about the Holy Ghost. He said the Spirit of God will show you things to come. How many things to come do you know? And who is he going to tell? He's not telling your head. He's not telling your senses. He's telling your spirit man. Nothing should take you by surprise. uh, John 16 verse 13. You don't understand what it means to have a strengthened spirit. A spirit that is alive. That's why the Bible says, awake, awake. Because some believers are asleep. They are not awake to what's going on in the environment. So everything they are doing is based on what they can see. But a man's spirit can be strengthened. His inner man can have strength. And that was what Paul was praying. Once your inner man has strength, it is stronger than your physical man. You are able to do things a normal person cannot do. Where do you think the native doctor or the voodoo priest or whatever is getting their strength from? How come they're able to tap into the realm of the spirit? It is not every unbeliever that can tap into the realm of the spirit. It is those unbelievers that have done something about their inner man. The same way true. Let me tell you, most of the things you see in the Old Testament, they will say, and the prophet said this, and the prophet said that. It's different in the New. In the Old Testament, Israel was led by prophets, Right? In the New Testament, we are not to be led by prophets, but to be led by the Holy Ghost. So many things that were happening, Isaiah said, Jeremiah said, is because there were prophets and God could only talk to a few people. But in the New Testament, God talks to every one of his children. Nothing should happen to your family without your knowing. If you're a parent, nothing should happen to your children without your knowing. You should know. You should be able to pick information. The only way you can pick those information is if your inner man is strengthened. The Bible says the spirit of a man, it will sustain him in infirmity," Meaning that if your spirit man is not strong, any disease that comes, it will catch up with you. Because number one, your faith is even weak. Number two, your ability to hear God is weak. Number three, you're not enlightened in spiritual things. You'll be dull. you read your Bible, you'll not be able to understand why your spirit man is weak. So, Paul was praying for them. He said that you be strengthened with power on the inside, in the inner man. If a man is strengthened on the inside, it's difficult for anything to knock him down. When challenges come, he has unexplained peace. So, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14, Paul said, Awake, awake. I was studying the book of Daniel and I realized. That Daniel could tell when things were wrong and he knew exactly what to do. And when he began to pray, God will send an angel to enlighten him. God will send information to make him awake and be aware of what is going on in the city where he is. If you are a Christian and all you know are the physical things, you'll be very disadvantaged in life. Let's take a look at Daniel. Maybe we should go to Daniel chapter 10. So I've told you the different conditions. I've said one of the conditions is what? Your spirit man can be dead. Second one is what? Your spirit man can be alive. But most Christians stop there. All they are is their spirits are alive, but it's not strengthened. If it is automatic for your spirit to be strengthened, there will be no need for Apostle Paul to pray that prayer. Why was he praying the prayer? Because he understood some people's spirits can be alive, but it's weak. When your spirit is weak and God is talking to you, you won't hear. When your spirit is weak, God can't alert you on certain things. When your spirit is weak, God can give you information about your destiny. Look at Daniel. Let's take a look at Daniel. Uh, maybe chapter 9. Let's look at verse 1 to 3. Okay. Daniel chapter 9. 9 verse 1 to 3. It was in the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede. I want to take note on when they are writing this. It was in the first year of Darius the Mede, the son of Haceros, who became king of Babylon. The Bible said, during the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed through prophet Jeremiah that Jerusalem must be desolate for 70 years. So from this scripture, in the reign of Darius the Mede, the Bible said Daniel began to sense something is wrong. We have been in bondage, we are suffering, something is not going well. And the Bible says he now began to read the Bible, or he began to read the, the Torah, the scrolls, and he saw that Jeremiah had able to pick from God that this bondage will last for 70 years. How did Jeremiah know he was able to pick it from God? So he put down what he knew. Question, how many things about your family do you know? How many things do you know in the next three years that will happen? If Jeremiah in the Old Testament could pick information about Israel in the next 70 years, how many have you picked up? Stop being lazy. Don't relegate your Christian life to just coming to church praying one small prayer and going. No, you have more capacity than you are using. The reason a lot of Christians are lazy, they've just made Christianity to be, come to church, do one small five minutes morning devotion and continue. No, do you know that the Holy Ghost lives on your inside? So Jeremiah, as far back as old, I want to challenge you to look for more things in God. Stop going to God and asking for shoe and bag. You know what I call shoe and bag? All the normal physical things we ask for, they are bigger things. There are men that are asking God, make me rich. But then there are other men that are asking God, give me that thing that makes me rich. Paul said, we been poor, making others rich. Can you imagine if you go to God and and you're praying, Lord, quicken my spirit man. Lord, strengthen my spirit man. Once that thing comes alive, or you're saying, Lord, I want my spirit man to wake up, and I want to tell you how to waken your spirit man, how to enlighten your spirit man, how for your spirit man to be strong. When that thing begins to happen to you, you are going to function like the fly. It is difficult for you to be killed. When they plan for you one way, you escape through another way. You will not be a victim of circumstances. You will not be a victim of affliction. You will not be a victim of territorial powers. You are different. You are cut off from every danger. Both you and your children are after you. You can't just be there and then whatever happens, happens. No, you can't. You have to wake up. You have to tell yourself there's more to Christianity than this. This is not why Jesus died. Jesus didn't die on the cross from him to come to church and sit down. I'm meant to exercise and grow beyond where I'm growing. So what did the Bible say? So Daniel went and the Bible said he now began to pray. And as he prayed, the Bible said God sent an angel to tell him this is what is going on over Israel. Now, starting remember, did you remember what was written in verse 1? What time did Daniel pray this prayer? Who remembers verse 1? First year of who? Darius mean, excellent. So let's take a look at Haggai chapter 1. Verse 1. Haggai chapter 1, verse 1. So, can we read this together? It's on your screen. One, two, three, 2, 3, go. Mm-hmm. The word of the Lord came to who? When? Who was the king reigning? Darius. Okay, let's look at Zechariah chapter one, verse one. Zechariah chapter one, verse one. Can we read this together? It's on your screen. One, two, three. Go. Okay. Now, did you pay attention to something that was recurring? Under this man's reign, though Israel was in bondage, though Israel was in captivity, they only captured their body. Some men, spirit, were so strengthened that in the midst of captivity, God was speaking to his children. But many Israelites stayed in both spiritual captivity, physical captivity, mental captivity, but guys like Zechariah. Guys like Daniel, men like Haggai, they were hearing the word of the Lord. Now, do you know that at the same time, Daniel was alive, Haggai was alive, Zechariah was alive, all those guys were alive. But how come God was speaking to some men and not speaking to other men? The truth is that he spoke to all of them, but how many of them heard? Only the ones that their spirits were strengthened. What is the condition of your spirit, man? What is the condition of your inner man? There's another condition that the Bible talks about, and he says, "A man can have a strengthened spirit, a man can have an exercised spirit." Hebrews chapter five. Let me try and explain that one. Hebrews chapter five verse 14. He says, "Be strong, be, but strong meat belong to them that are full of age." Even those who by reason of use have their what senses exercised. He wasn't talking about these physical senses. He was talking about their spiritual senses. These men have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. Let me explain. This good and evil is not talking about is it evil to lie or is it evil to tell truth. Everybody knows it is evil to lie. It is evil to steal. So obviously, you don't need your senses exercised to know the difference between good and evil. So obviously, he's talking about something else. He's talking about being able to differentiate between the will of God and every other way. He said they have their senses exercised. So by reason of use, when something begins to happen, you already know this can never be God. No, this is not how God operates. He said there are men who through their sense, they know. For instance, if the power of God starts moving in a particular way, some people start reacting in a funny way, right? Only a man whose senses are exercised can tell when it's an evil spirit and when it's a Holy Spirit functioning. Many times, People arrogate something to the devil that God is doing and vice versa. But the Bible says when your spirit man is exercise you are able to discern between good and evil when a thought comes to you you know this one is God this one is not God you know those questions people ask I'm not sure if this is God I'm not sure if that's not God because your spirit man has not been exercised the Bible said there are men whose senses have been exercised by reason of use let me look for another condition of the spirit man let's look at 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 The Bible says, this is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are what? Renewed day by day. Do you have refreshing every day by the word of God? Is your spirit being renewed? So a condition of a man's spirit is that this man's spirit is being renewed. Let me talk about one more condition and I'm going to stay on how do you strengthen and develop your spirit man. So one more condition is the spirit man can actually grow. Do you know that many people's spirits are not growing? Their bodies are growing. Their spirits are not growing. I'm going to explain. Some people have been Christians for 15 years, right? But that doesn't mean your spirit man is growing. Your coming to church has grown. Your spirit man has remained stunted. How do I know? In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul was talking to them. He said, I could not talk to you as mature. I could only talk to you as babies. Why was Paul trying to talk to them as mature and found out that these were not mature? Because they had been Christians for a long time. So Paul said, listen, your body has been growing. Your coming to church has been growing, but your spirit has not grown. How do I know you are still quarreling? You are still angry. You are still jealous. So what the Bible is saying is that how you know a man's spirit is growing is how much he has overcome living in sin. 2 million years ago, you were still lying. Till today, you are still lying. You have not grown. 3,000 years ago, you were living in jealousy. 15 million years ago, you were living in pride. Up to today, those things are there. What it means is that your body is growing. Your spirit man is stagnant. A man whose spirit man is growing, he's every day overcoming sin. You can't be living in the flesh today. 5,000 years later, you are still living in the flesh. What it means that your spirit condition is stunted. And the best way to recover is to tell yourself, what is the condition of my spirit man? Do I really have a strengthened spirit? Or is it just alive? Is my spirit man weak? When things start happening to you, all of a sudden, no, don't continue your Christian life. Stop and say my spirit man is weak. I'm no more able to pick signals. There's there's um. There's a a minister of God in Nigeria that died. But when that woman died, a lot of people were discouraged. But guess what? Before she died, there are two conditions here. She met one. I don't think she paid attention to the second one. Before she died, she kept on saying, if you listen to her tapes, like I think a month to the time she died, and even the day before she died, she kept on saying, I keep sensing this thing of death. I keep sensing this thing of death. There's something about death. And she'll say, oh, they should pray. They will pray. Her spirit mouth is picking the information. But she thought the death was for other people. Even the day before she died, if you listen to the message she prayed, she said, just, I sense this thing about death. And she told people, come and sow seed against death. No, it wasn't the people's death. It was her own death. But the point is, she got the first one of the strengthened spirit that could pick information. But the one she didn't get is men who through use have exercised their senses, because if I'm in Lagos and I sense death, and I travel to Enugu and I sense death, and I go to Atlanta and I sense death, and I come to um, where are we now, Regina, and I sense death, it means the problem is not with the place. The problem is with me that I'm going up and down. Men who through you have exercised an exercise spirit. From experience, she you will know this thing is following me around and not the people. Just by not being able to have an exercise spirit, she died. And so from that day, people who even serve God became afraid. Ah, if this big minister could die. No, God played his part. They are saying, if this minister could die, who are we, tiny people? That's why I'm bringing information to you today. You must learn how to have a strengthened spirit. If not, things will go wrong and you will not even realize it. You should not be dreaming stupid dreams in the night. The Bible says that God will enlighten... Look at Psalm 16, verse 7. Let's look at Psalm 16, verse 7. This is what happens to a man whose spirit is strengthened. You stop sleeping in sleep of a fool, but I'm going to tell you how. He said, I will bless the Lord who has given me what? counsel my heart does what instruct me in the night season if your spirit is alert even when you sleep god will bring information to you job 33 discusses the same thing and these are even in the old testament he said in the dream when men are, are sleeping he said god gives me what is called visions of the night the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 16, Apostle Paul wanted to go and preach somewhere. The Bible said the Holy Ghost would not allow him to. What does that mean? Does that mean that the Holy Ghost came and appeared and said, Paul, Paul, you cannot go? No. His spirit was straining, His spirit was quickening. And so when the Holy Ghost gave him that unease, he said, no, I'm not going here. So when he now lay down to sleep at night, the Bible says a man from Macedonia said, Come and visitors, his spirit man is alert, is quickening, is strengthening so he knew where to go and where not to go, if this thing is not happening to you, you're going to invest in the wrong thing if this is not happening, you're going to marry the wrong person if this is not happening, you're going to make wrong decisions, you're going to make decisions based on what everybody is doing remember you are a product of your decisions things may look good in the physical but they are crazy to a man of the spirit how do you enlighten and strengthen your spirit. Jude chapter, Jude verse 20 tells us, Paul Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 tells us, one of the ways is by praying in the Holy Spirit. You cheat yourself when you don't pray in the Holy Ghost for long. You cheat yourself because your spirit will be dull. It will not be sensitive If animals could function that way, God planned that you're going to be more sensitive than any animal in existence. How is it that animals can know about a tsunami and yet you don't know? Why is it that your dog will sense danger and start barking? Have you observed that when you come, the dogs are barking, you can't see anything? Haven't you seen those dogs? And they look in the corner and they are Backing at something you cannot see. Guess what? The dog can see what you can't see. Your physical eye cannot see, but your spiritual eye should be able to see it. Some people have employed the wrong people into their homes. Some people have made friends with the wrong people. Some people have partnered with sorcerers because they were not able to descend. This one is an evil man. When devil wants to destroy you, he sends a man. But guess what? If your spirit is not quickened, how do you descend? If your spirit is not strengthened, how do you know? If you have a weak spirit, they'll be sending information to you, sending information to you, but you are not able to pick it. How do you build your spirit man? One of them is in Jude 1.20. He said, but beloved, there's a reason he wrote the but. If you read the verses about, I don't have time to explain that. He said, beloved, building up yourself. Which of yourself is he talking about? Is it your body? Is it your soul? He's talking about your spirit building up yourself in your most holy, holy faith, doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? If I don't pray in the Holy Ghost, I am not building up myself. That also means the capacity or the level at which I am built up in the Spirit is determined on what? How I pray in the Holy Spirit. So if I pray in the Holy Spirit for 15 minutes, what does that mean? My building up will be very shallow. If I pray longer, My building up will be stronger. Try adding a little extra to what you are already doing. If you are doing 15 minutes, try doubling that time by another 15. Try 30 minutes for the next one month. Give me a call and see what will happen to you. Just add a little to what you are doing. As simple as praying, oh, when you begin to pray in the Holy God, your spirit masters starts getting enlarged. Your spiritual ears pop open. Your spiritual eyes pop open. You begin to know and see things that your ordinarily really will not be able to see and know. You understand the call of God for your life. You understand destiny. God will network you to so many people. You know, today you're meant to drive this way to work on that particular day. By some means, you just know this is the way I should go. And you are preserved from danger because your spirit man is strengthened. A Christian is not the one that receives Jesus and sits in church. A Christian is much more than that. We are not tapping into the power of a strengthened spirit. We are not tapping into the power of a man who has a Holy Ghost. We are not tapping into the power of a built-up spirit. Who does muscle work here? Let me see you. nobody goes to the gym with evidence not in the spirit (laughs) who goes to the gym with evidence not by faith you're sure you have evidence okay please come Yes. You say you have evidence. Where's the evidence? Okay. I believe you. Okay. So I believe you. So so just stand here. Mm, come. No, not your daughter. Come. Yes. Can they live to the same thing? Can they live to the same thing? Why? This one has developed his physical strength, his physical stamina. He's strengthened. This is not how he was. I wish he could take off his shirt, but. (laughs) (laughs) This is not how he was before he started exercising, right? But after exercising for some time, this is what we came up with. So there are things this one can do. This one can never dream of doing, even though both of them are human beings. This is what happens to our spirit. We can all be Christians, but there are things I can do. A man who is not exercising his spiritual senses will never be able to do. Many times, if this man lays hands on her, would there be a transfer? No. There are some things you have to labor by yourself. There are some work you see this is your knees you have to out. can somebody wish you you know i'm wishing did you go to the gym and see all those six-pack guys and you say i wish i was like you you had to do the labor you had to do the work and as you began to do the work you now had more capacity than you had before correct that's exactly how it happens in the spirit if you don't put in the work it doesn't matter how you dream and wish for certain gifts it won't happen. You have to put in the labor. If you start putting in the labor, thank you guys. The moment you start putting in the labor, you will begin to see the results. I have somebody who, for one of my mentees, um, she was very unserious before, extremely. I won't call her name. She was extremely unserious, but then. These things I'm teaching is what I began to say. And so she began to give herself to prayer, to study, to fasting, and all of that. And not too long ago, we had an, an, an online prayer. And then she was praying online, not physical. And somebody that had demonic issues... That doesn't speak enough. First of all, ladies don't feel the Holy Spirit. The person had demonic issues. She sent a message. I don't know whether you got that message. It was a voice note they sent. She said she was in her room. She just turned on the whatever to listen online. She said, the moment the lady said, okay, let's begin to pray, the Holy Ghost begin to pray, she said something happened to her. Her tongue losing. This is the other person listening, right? And she began to speak in tongues. And she said, all of a sudden, something left her online just because this other lady decided to build her spirit man this one is not rep because if it's right now they'll say okay maybe god anointed her specially no she just paid attention to this same thing i'm telling you and then i gave her opportunity to lead a 15 minutes prayer as she was doing that somebody that was bound by an evil spirit listening online this lady was doing this prayer in uk the person that had the demonic issue was in london uh, was in lagos just online but someone that had been bound by demons was the demons lose the person. And she began to speak in tongue. If I told me that when she started that prayer, the prayer she started in her living room. By the time the prayer, says she doesn't understand how she got to the bedroom. She was screaming. She was shouting. She didn't understand what was going on with her. What was going on? Somebody who just developed capacity. Her spirit that was dry before now became strengthened. And she could now do what she could not do before what about you do you want to remain like this don't you want something different to happen to you now God gave you a spirit man he wants to strengthen can you talk in tongues a little bit exercise talk in tongues close eyes talk in tongues as you pray in the Holy Ghost something is happening to you you are being strengthened capacity is being built speed is being built you are gaining speed in the spirit Somebody was asking me, How do you do many things? How are you a mother, a minister, a this, a this, a that? This is what I do. It gives me speed, it increases my capacity, it gives me results. Don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. When you start, it might be a struggle, it might be in the flesh. But as you continue, you break out of the flesh. You enter a realm. You are being strengthened with power. You are being strengthened with power. Go ahead, somebody, and pray. Grand dosha. Don't cheat yourself. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Strengthen yourself. Strengthen your spirit, man. The inner man needs to be strengthened. The inner man needs to be strengthened and God wants to speak to you. God wants to give you direction. God wants to give you wisdom. God wants to give you the solution to the problems. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Stretch a little bit. Stretch a little bit. Stretch a little bit.
0: We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at RCCGPPPSK, on Instagram and Twitter at RCCGPPP. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.